my name is Greg Knapp, and this is the Greg Knapp Experience, the 20-minute thrill ride for your commute or your workout. Well, let's see. The Supreme Court rules on a technicality correctly on the Texas heartbeat law. Well, the president, the Democrats, the leftists, the celebrities, the media, but I repeat myself, they're all going nuts. They're losing their minds. And this law probably won't last. I'll explain why. Candace Owens is denied a COVID test because of her political opinions. We've lost track of thousands of illegal immigrant children. And wait till you hear how much the third string quarterback at Ohio State University is making. Wait, they can't get paid, can they? Oh, they can now. And we'll get into it. Okay, so let's start with this Texas law. Here's the thing. The Texas law is using some legal tricks in order for the Supreme Court to not stop it, right? To go after Roe v. Wade ruling that actually made up a constitutional right that wasn't there to get the outcome they wanted. So do two wrongs make a right? Well, regardless of how you feel about that, I don't think it's going to last. So let's get into the details because this has just been so totally misreported. There are actually news outlets saying that this law will let you go after the woman for her abortion and punish her. No, no. What the law does is it allows private citizens to sue abortion providers and people who are aiding and abetting in the abortion beyond the sixth week of pregnancy when a heartbeat can be detected. Okay, that's not going after the mother. Now, here's the other thing. The reason that the Supreme Court in the 5-4 decision that really should have been unanimous said, we're not going to take this case right now, is because it's not ripe. You have to have standing to be in front of the Supreme Court. And it frustrates me all the time because there's things that you know are unconstitutional and you got to wait until something happens before you can go to the Supreme Court. It happens all the time. In fact, it happened under Obamacare and the left loved it. But now that it's happening, they're going nutso. All right. So normally what happens is when you pass a law like this, it's the state and city authorities that enforce the law so you can go after them that way, right? No, this is a private citizen. So they brought um, the Texas attorney general into court and they brought, you know, all these state officials into court and one uh, pro-lifer and the pro-lifer signed an affidavit saying, I'm not going to do anything about this. And the other people had nothing to do with enforcing the law. So the smart justices ruling on the law said, well, this isn't ripe yet. That's what it's really about. The act prohibits state officials from enforcing the act in any way, and private people can bring civil lawsuits. So the mother can't be sued, but if the father pays for the abortion or drives the mother to the abortion, he could be sued. Abortion providers would be able to challenge the Constitution of the Act only if and when private individuals pursue the civil actions against them. And it sounds like genius, right? The Republicans finally beating the Democrats at their own game. Here's why I'm not super excited about the way they did this. Could you imagine a Democratic state somewhere passing a law where a private citizen could sue you for hate speech because you called them the wrong pronoun? Don't laugh. I could see it happening anytime. I, I just I just don't think you, you want to go down the, that road. Or like, let's say that you owned a bakery and you, you created this great art and you served everybody no matter what, but you, you couldn't serve events that were against your religion. I don't know, like maybe two men getting married or two women getting married. I mean, could you imagine if they actually allowed people to sue you for that? Oh, right. Hmm. So the court has the power to enjoin individuals tasked with enforcing laws, not the laws themselves. And the abortion providers have not shown that any of the defendants should be enjoined from doing anything. Here's what the majority ruled. 
The applicants now before us have raised serious questions regarding the constitutionality of the Texas law at issue, but their application also presents complex and novel antecedent procedural questions on which they have not carried the burden. In other words, it looks like the majority is basically saying this probably isn't going to stand up, but so far it's not ripe. And that's what they're supposed to do. Really, the people that should be uh, ashamed of themselves are the liberals acting like somehow they should be able to jump in on this. The applicants now before us have raised serious questions regarding the constitutionality of the Texas law at issue, right? But their application also presents complex and novel antecedent procedural questions. Just I wanted to repeat that because that's really important. Said it's unclear whether the named defendants in the lawsuit can or will seek to enforce the Texas law against the applicants in a manner that might permit our intervention. That's, that's all they're saying. And the left is losing their ever-loving minds. I mean, it, it, during the week six, by the way, just, just so people know, uh, let's get away from the technicalities for a second. Here's, I looked this up. Week six in pregnancy, baby's heart begins to beat. Four chambers pumping blood. The arm and leg buds are coming into focus. Facial features, including the eyes, nose, jaw, cheeks, and chin appear. The inner ears are there. Kidneys, liver, lungs, the pituitary gland, all there and growing. Trachea, larynx, and bronchi. So how many people claiming a right to end these heartbeats even bother to know this? I mean, shouldn't the issue really be when does life begin? Because surely if, if you agree that life begins here, then no one should be able to take that life at that point, right? I mean, isn't that really what the debate should be about? Right? Well, Biden is all in, though. Biden Biden has gone full lefty. Never go full lefty. What movie? Biden has gone full lefty. He says he's going to have a whole government effort to respond to this decision. Uh, what steps the federal government can take to ensure that women in Texas have access to safe and legal abortions whenever they want at any time. Uh, Owen Jensen, a reporter with the Catholic News Network, asked the White House spokesperson, Jen Psaki, about this because, you know, Joe Biden's Catholic. So he says, hey, um, his own Catholic faith teaches abortion is morally wrong, so why is the president for this abortion? And Saki says he believes that it's a woman's right. It's a woman's body, and it's her choice. So Jensen follows up. Well, who does he believe then should look out for the unborn child? Saki didn't answer that question. She went back to the same answer. Oh, it's a woman's body. It's her choice. And then she attacked him. Quote, he believes it's up to a woman to make those decisions and up to a woman to make those with her doctor. I know you've never faced those choices, nor have you ever been pregnant. But for women out there who have faced those choices in an incredibly difficult thing, and the president believes their rights should be respected. Why is Jen Psaki such a sexist? I mean, she's going after this guy because of his gender. And by the way, never been pregnant. How does she know he's never been pregnant? I mean, men can get pregnant. Isn't that what the left keeps telling us? Doesn't Jen Psaki believe in science? Come on. Come on, man. That's the deal. No joke. That's my Joe Biden. I'm working on it. So, wait a second. So, if if you haven't been through something, you can't ask a question about it? So, if you've never been in the military, you can't ask about that. If you've never uh, had somebody shoot at you, you can't talk about that. If you've never been suicidal, you can't ask a question about that. Come on, Jen. Oh, but, and also... Um, how come the left doesn't think you as a man have a right to an opinion on abortion unless you're pro-abortion? You know, kind of like the Supreme Court justices that ruled on Roe v. Wade. Men. 
<laughs> no, no, only if you believe with us. And Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez leading the Democrat lefty crazy charge to pack the court. Yes. Republicans promised overturn Roe v. Wade, and they have, she tweeted. Demo it's overturned Roe v. Wade? No, this isn't even going to last. Uh, uh, Democrats can either abolish the filibuster and expand the court or do nothing as millions of people's bodies, rights, and lives are sacrificed for far-right minority rule. This shouldn't be a difficult decision. The only lives sacrificed since Roe v. Wade are the unborn. You know how many it's been since 1973 in the United States of America? 62 million. Not 62,000, not 620,000, 62 million. Wow. How many Americans know that? By the way, a much higher percentage of minority children in that 62 million. Pack the court. Pack the court. So wait a second. So when the liberals don't get their way in the court, it's time to pack the court. When the conservatives don't get their way in the court, well, they better listen to this court ruling. What do we want? A dictatorship? And they're even trying to change the definition of packing the court. No, no, we're just going to expand the court. We're going to add a bunch of justices and make sure they're all liberal. That's packing the court. That is the definition of packing the court. And they're going to try and do it. Uh, it's not just a, a, a AOC, a representative Cory Bush, Democrat Missouri, Senator Ed Markey, Democrat Massachusetts. They're all out there tweeting, we got to pack the court, we got to pack the court. It's probably not going to happen right now, but they sure do want to, only because there's a few Democrats left who aren't ready to do that. But, you know, it's only one or two, and that's all it takes. The Center for the Study of Partisanship and Ideology president and apparent uh, abortion advocate, Richard Hananiah, tweeted this out. You can't screen for Down syndrome before week, about 10 weeks, and something like 80% of Down syndrome fetuses are aborted. So you're saying you want more aborted? Sure sounds like it, doesn't it? Oh, they're Down syndrome. I mean, come on. If red states ban abortion, we could see a world where they have five times as many children with Down syndrome and similar numbers for other disabilities. Then he followed up the tweet. America could be outliers in the whole developed world. There are already negative stereotypes of Americans in these states. Really? Who's pushing those? One can imagine it getting much more extreme. What if they also ban genetic engineering and embryo selection while other places go ahead? Wait a second. Banning genetic engineering and embryo selection? Oh, no. We could actually value all human life. I mean, that would be great. It, it kind of sounds like he's a eugenicist here, doesn't it? I mean, I'm trying to think of who else was pro-abortion and a eugenicist. <laughs> that's right. The founder of Planned Parenthood. I'm sure that's... Nothing to consider. Candace Owens, you know her, uh, conservative firebrand, happens to be a black woman, has been denied service. That has nothing to do with her race. I'm sure it has nothing to do with her race. It's all about her politics. Yes, she tweeted out yesterday. Holy crap. I just received an email from a COVID testing facility. They're refusing to administer a test to me because they don't like my politics. Insane. I'm banned from making sure that I don't accidentally spread COVID? <laughs> I, love, I love this woman. So she posted the email she received. Look at this email from this woman named Susanna who runs the place. Business owner. I've just learned of this testing request. And as the owner of this business, I'm going to refuse this booking and deny service. We cannot support anyone who has proactively worked to make this pandemic worse by spreading misinformation, politicizing. She's politicizing? and discouraging the wearing of masks and actively dissuading people from receiving life-saving vaccinations. 
The only other local testing option is the free kiosk by City Hall. They mail their test to Texas and have in inconsistent result times. Do not take appointments, so it's walk-in only midday weekdays in their back alley. She's wanted to take back alley COVID shots. Oh, this woman. Now listen, here's the thing. I don't know Candace Owens' uh, opinions about COVID, and quite frankly, I don't care. It's irrelevant to this. What we're saying now is that a healthcare provider is going to deny healthcare because of someone's political opinion. So if I'm not wearing a seatbelt because I think seatbelts are stupid and I get in a wreck and I'm in a life-threatening situation, the ER doctor's going, ah, this guy doesn't like seatbelts. And I'm not, I'm not taking care of this guy. Yeah, I can't see where this could go wrong. So refusing healthcare services now to someone for their political beliefs is okay. Even though the healthcare service being offered um, isn't what the person has the problem offering, it's just the person that they're offering it to. But it's wrong for a baker or a florist, even though they serve all people, to say they don't want to serve a certain event. Right. Right. Okay. I love Candace's response. You ready? <laughs> I wanted to let you know that this might objectively be the most hilarious email I've ever received in my life. Truly. I've never laughed harder. <laughs> Nothing screams this virus isn't political, quite like Googling the names of the people who book tests with you and determining on a case-by-case -case basis whether or not you will let them comply with your community COVID measures. Nothing screams I love my local community, quite like refusing to test people who are going to a local event and wish to ensure they are negative and therefore do not spread the virus. That nobody stopped you from hitting send on such an emotionally unstable and hysterical email leads me to believe that the people who work for you must love me and would therefore never deny me this entertainment. <laughs> it's hard to pick just one, but I think the best part of your virtue signaling rant is the arrogant assumption that you're the only person who can administer a COVID test from here to Texas. <laughs> That's good stuff. Uh, by the way, before the left tries to own Candace on, well, you thought that the baker and the florist had the right to deny service to a gay marriage, so she has the right to deny service to you. They didn't read Candace's follow-up tweet. I literally do not care that she turned me down as a private business. I literally do not care that she turned me down as a private business. Just pointing to the obvious fact that she and all of you lefties know that this pandemic is fake because if you were legitimately fearful, you would encourage testing of the unvaxxed in your neighborhood. But they're clearly gatekeeping, meaning it must not be that bad. And what she's pointing out here is, look, if you really think it's as bad as you're saying it is, not that, I mean, obviously the COVID's not fake, she, but if you really thought it was as bad as you say it is, then wouldn't you want everyone to get tested no matter what? Wouldn't you be encouraging that no matter what, instead of trying to own Candace Owens? By the way, owning a black woman, that sounds kind of... Oh, no, that's not what they mean. Yeah, let me go full lefty for a second, okay? All right, so this business owner is actually hiding behind a systemically white, racist, supremacist b belief system that these rich business owners can take away the rights of, of, of poor people just trying to get by, man. Just trying to get by. Especially poor minority women. Yes, I'll say it. It's racist. Wow. Uh, let me get you a very interesting study on COVID. CDC finds over 80% of United States adults have some immunity to COVID now. More than 80% of Americans over the age of, eight, of 16 
have some level of immunity to COVID-19. Now that's because of vaccinations and because of people getting sick. So we're about 80% now. Now the problem was this wasn't about the Delta variant, so we don't know how much of that is involved here. But it is good news that we're getting to that level. So I'm hoping this thing's going to turn the corner very soon. How about you? Meanwhile, in Illinois, students are soon going to be able to take up to five mental health days without any medical note at all. What? Yeah, five mental health days starting January 2020, 2022. Illinois State Rep. Barbara Hernandez, Democrat, co-sponsor of the bill said the importance of children being able to take days off to tend to their mental and emotional health is the utmost importance, especially amid the ongoing pandemic. Um, yeah, because of how you guys treated it by shutting down schools, by making them wear masks all the time. Uh, what you did with their teachers and their students and their friends and their extracurricular activities, even though it was against the science, really, if you read the science on exactly what they should have done with kids. But now five days for mental health and you don't actually have to go get any help with your mental health? I mean, if you have that bad of a mental health problem, shouldn't you maybe go to see a counselor? No, no, no. Just five days off anytime you want to. This is going to be like Ferris Bueller's five days off. Let me tell you something. If I was in high school right now, I'm taking all five of those days. I, I'm just saying, I'm taking the days. I've got some mental health issues, mother. I'm taking a mental health day. I'll be at the beach. The United States has lost track of thousands of illegal aliens. Axios did a Freedom of Information Act request. See, what happens is when they take in the illegal alien kids and then they release them to relatives or other people around the country, they're supposed to come back <laughs> eventually, you know, and they try to follow up with them. Well, in one in three calls made to release illegal alien kids or their sponsors between January and May, they didn't get an answer. 4,890 of those instances, they were unable to reach the illegal alien or the sponsor. HHS spokesperson said, while we make every effort to voluntarily check on children after we unite them with parents or sponsors and offer certain post-unification services, we no longer have legal oversight once they leave our custody. Translation, we don't know where the hell these kids are. <laughs> I'm sure they're fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Wall Street Journal says Americans are pushing back against woke school boards, even in San Francisco. Yes, they're trying to recall three board members. The president, the vice president, and the commissioner, Allison Collins. Why? Well, things like, though it later backed down, earlier this year, the school board wanted to change the names of 44 schools because, you know, the figures they were named after were racist and oppressive, including Abraham Lincoln High and Dianne Feinstein Elementary. Dianne Feinstein's, you know, senator from California. Abraham Lincoln, oh, I think you probably know who he is. Wow. They also ended the competitive entrance exams for the system's best school in the name of race equity. And Ms. Collins complained in a 2016 tweet, many Asian Americans use white supremacist thinking to assimilate and get ahead. See, there were too many Asian Americans in the best school. But, you know, we're not discriminating. Uh, so you mean the supremacist thinking of, oh, really, you mean the universal thinking that if you study hard and work hard, you can get ahead. That's just supremacist thinking. Well, if you think that way, you could become supreme one day. See? Even San Francisco has had enough. I mean, maybe the pendulum's swinging back. Maybe. And finally, you know how the name and likeness ruling has gone now for the NCAA? What they're saying is if you're a athlete for the NCAA, you can now make money off your own name and likeness, which I think is great. I mean, listen, I, I want you to make as much money as you can 
as soon as you can and for as long as you can. So if you're a great football or basketball or baseball player or whatever, and you can make money right now in your name, I say go for it, man. I'm all in. But it's interesting how this is starting to play out. Quinn Ewers is a freshman at Ohio State. He's the third string quarterback. And he just signed a deal with GT Sports Marketing worth $1.4 million. He's the third string quarterback. He's not going to play this year. $1.4 million. Wow. Oh, and he also left high school a year early so he could do this. I'm just wondering, how's this going to fit? You're the offensive lineman or you're the defensive lineman and you're playing hard for Ohio State. You're making nothing because nobody cares about you. But this kid who hasn't even played yet because he was the first uh, number one a recruit for the nation and went to Ohio State University, he's making $1.4 million. Woo! I think he might want to buy the offensive lineman at dinner one night. What do you think? My name's Greg Knapp, and this is the Greg Knapp Experience.